Welcome to the City Podcast, a ministry of Ambassadors Church in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. If you'd like more information about our church, visit our website at wearethecity.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you are blessed by today's word. Uh, but we're jumping into a new subject today, and this is a special word that, that I think will be uh, a word in season for our church. Psalm chapter 1, we're going to read verses 1, 2, and 3. That's Psalm chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. I want to read that verse one more time. He or she is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruits in season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The word of the Lord. Let's pray this morning. God, we love you. Thank you, God, for this beautiful day that you've given to us. Thank you, God, that the storm has passed. The peace has come. Springtime is nearby. We speak it out, Lord, and we receive that gift in faith. And, uh, and we look ahead to the, to the great things that still lie ahead of us. Lord, we pray that we would be open to the uh, preaching of your word. God, that we would not sit idly by as spectators waiting to be impressed or entertained, but that we would be participants in what you want to tell us this morning. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Like Alini said, we lost our power Friday night, and, uh, and it was just one of those things that you don't think is going to happen to you until it happens to you. And, uh, and, and so we, I, I was just praying all night. Like, I, I want to come to church. We didn't have church Friday because of, because of this storm. And, and, uh, and I'm like, we're not going to miss Sunday morning. Like, this, this just can't be God. Lord, open up. Lord, put those power lines back on those poles and make that electricity go to the building. And, and so we were praying, and, and the Lord heard our prayers. Uh, uh, the lights woke us up at 2 a.m. I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. And, uh, and, and that's why we sang in Jesus' name, pushing back the darkness. No, that was actually prophetic. It was already, it was already scheduled for today. But, uh, but I just, I, I just want to give God praise because once, once the power comes back on, you get grateful for the small things. I'm like, thank the Lord Jesus for this switch. Thank the Lord Jesus for national greed, grid, which actually, national grid. Um, national greed. That's the way Cape Verdeans would say it anyway, so it, national greed. Um, but thank God for that, and thank God for, the, uh, thank God for those power guys in the middle of the night putting those power lines back up. That's a job I wouldn't want. Thank God for them. Thank God for you. Thank God we're at church, and, uh, and thank God for this word that we're about to hear. Amen? Uh, we're talking on the subject grow, and it was inspired by this little plant that Alina and I have in our house uh, that we've had since we got married, right? Shortly after we got married, we've had this little plant. It hasn't grown much in three years, but um, we've had this little plant for, for a while. It was sitting in the same spot in our living room uh, for as long as we've been married, so two and a half years. And, uh, and we, got, we got rid of the little stand that it was sitting on, and so we moved it. This is a very sensitive plant. You can't just move this plant. So I'm moving it a lot. It might die tomorrow because of how much I'm moving it. Um, but we moved the plant. And I, I forgot about the plant. I didn't think about the plant. The plant was just whatever. Like, who cares? But all of a sudden, I go and look at the plant that we had moved, and literally all of these, all of these leaves were withered. I mean, it was dying. 
dying. Like, it, it looked like it hadn't been watered for days. It looked like we were abandoning the little plant, very sensitive plant. And so I asked Ali, I said, have you been watering that, that plant? She said, yeah, I've been watering it just fine. Why? What's wrong? I'm like, the plant is dead. The plant is dead. But the problem was not the resources that we were giving it. It wasn't the water that we were watering it with. The problem was its position. Because, uh, ooh, this is a word. Um, y'all already know. Good night, everybody. Have a great night. Love y'all. Uh, the problem was not what we were giving it. We were giving it the right things. We just didn't position it in the right place. And so uh, I took the plant and I just set it on the corner of the table where I, because we have east-facing windows, uh, which, which is good for the sunrise. Um, and so when the sunrise comes up, I put it right where the sun comes up. And I'm like, you're going to survive. And, and you have to, like, talk to plants, I guess. I, I didn't know this. This is like, plant people know this. You, you have to talk to the plants. So I spoke to this plant, and I said, receive health. And, uh, and I positioned it on that table. I gave it a little bit more water just to make sure. And, and overnight, overnight, what appeared dead came back to life because of a change in position. Because of a change in position. A change in, not a change in water, not a change in, we didn't give it any fertilizer. We just moved it. And when we moved it to a position where it would receive the sun, S-U-N, but I mean S-O-N, hallelujah, the sun, Jesus Christ. When you move position, it gets put in a place that it can then, it can then grow. All of us want to grow, right? We all want to grow. We all want to grow in every way except for our weight. Right? We all want to grow in every way except for our weight. That hasn't worked well for me, but we're working on it. We, we want to grow, right, in our career. We want to make more money. We want to we wanna go further in school. We want to, you know, have a, a healthy, growing relationship. We want our kids to, to be born and to grow, right? Uh, for, for, for the pregnant people, like, you want that child to grow with it. It's always desirable to grow because healthy things grow. Healthy things grow. Things that are not growing are not healthy. Right? I'm very healthy right now because I am 30 now pounds over what I was two years ago. I'm growing. I'm healthy. By the way, my new thing is there, I don't, any of you guys love five guys? Okay. So you in the room that love five guys, they are now doing milkshakes. They weren't always doing milkshakes. Do you know how many calories are in that milkshake? How many are there? 800, 800, 800 calories, but it's about this big. It's one size, and it's about this big. And my new thing, check this. Oh, this is good. I was ready for this morning. I wanted to preach to you today and share with you the blessings. It's peanut butter salted caramel milkshake. Half of you guys are like, that's disgusting. You can't say thumbs down because I like it. Preference, you can't argue with my taste. Oh, no, that stinks. No, it's the best thing ever. 800 worthy calories. And uh, it's, just, it's, just, it's just not good. But, but we want to we wanna grow. Healthy, healthy things grow. Healthy churches grow. Healthy Christians grow. Right? Healthy relationships grow. Right? If you're dating and, you're, and your dating relationship is not growing in Christ, that relationship is not 
in Christ. Healthy things have to grow because growing things must always change. Growing things change. I don't look the same way I looked in 1989 when I was born. That would be odd. Because when you grow, you change. What's interesting is I've always had larger ears than I desire, right? But as a child, the proportion of my ears to my body was much more stark. And as I grew, the ears grew into my body because growing things change. Petty example to prove a spiritual point is that when we are growing in Christ, there will be things that change along the way and prove our maturity in the Lord. The saddest circumstance is people who have been believers for years and are still struggling with the issues of childhood. What I'm saying is the words of Paul where he said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, behaved like a child. When I became a man, I let go of childish ways because growing things must change. We must let go of certain things. I, I, you know, I don't eat with a bib anymore because I'm not a child. I can eat with a fork and knife and feed myself. My parents don't brush my teeth for me because I have grown and I do that myself. I don't have to be told to take a shower. I enjoy taking a shower because I enjoy being clean. There are things that change as you mature that I don't have to ask you to do it because as you grow in Christ, you grow in maturity and all of a sudden things that you were told to do become second nature because as you grow, you develop, you change, you mature. Healthy things grow, growing things change, but health is a choice. Health is a choice. I choose to drive into Five Guys. I choose to park. I choose to walk in. I choose to order that 800-calorie milkshake. I choose to pay for it. I choose to drink it. And I chose to gain the weight because of it. Here's the thing. A lot of us are blaming our health on other people. Where you're the one that pulled in. You're the one that ordered. You're the one that paid. You're the one that drank it. You're the one that gained the weight. But it's everybody else's fault. Can I preach this morning that storm starts some storm in me that I need to give you? Because we need to be reminded this morning that God created us to change. God created us to grow. Are you, are you growing in Christ? And if you're not growing, whose fault is it? Oh, it's, it's the church I'm in. You can't say that here. Unless you're sleeping through the sermon, you can't say that here. Oh, it's, 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 it's my parents' fault. You're 30. It's, it's, my, it's my boss's fault. It's my wife's fault. You're treading on bad waters if you say that. It's my kid's fault that I can't spend time with God. Last time I checked, Scripture says that children are like arrows in a quiver. It's like a, it's like a gift of God. God would never gift you with something to bring you down. Can't go to church anymore. I got kids. Why aren't we raising our kids in the house of God? Oh, there's no children's ministry. Why aren't you volunteering in the children's ministry? Growing things change. Changing things mature. Tough word. Y'all came to church. I didn't force you. 
you, you need this word. Because we, we, we are here because we want to change. You don't come to church to get your ears tickled. You don't come to church to be entertained. We come to church to be changed. Oh, I'm here to, I'm here to feel it. I'm here to feel the goosies. No, we're here to be transformed and deeply transformed. Healthy things grow. Growing things change. Health is a choice. And growth is a consequence. You should write those things down. Healthy things grow. Growing things change. Health is a choice. Growth is a consequence. When you are healthy, you will grow. Some of us want to grow, but we're not healthy. You can't choose growth and not want health. Oh, I, I want to be a pastor. Fantastic. But you know what? There's a lot of things that happen before anybody's going to call you pastor. And even when you're a pastor, people won't even respect you as a pastor. We want to we grow, but we don't want. I want to be fit. I want to look like those dudes on the front of men's health. But I also want my 800-calorie shake from Five Guys. And in 21st century culture, we want both. I want to drink my calorie milkshake, but I want to look like the dude on the front of Men's Health magazine. And the fact is that you will never grow until you're healthy. And that's something that I've, I, I'm trying to learn, not just in my spiritual walk, but in my marriage, if I want my marriage to grow, I can't force it to grow. I have to adopt healthy habits that will then automatically promote the growth of our marriage. I want to be rich. I want my finances to grow. Healthy habits in your finances will automatically lead to growth in your finance. I want to be rich, but I also want to spend what I don't have. You, you can't, do you, do you realize what I'm saying here? It applies to everything. Healthy things grow, growing things change. Health is a choice, growth is a consequence. This morning, each and every one of you want to grow, right? Come on, say it. Not, not rhetorical question. You, you want, you, you're here because you want to grow. You show up here because you want to you wanna change. You want to be more like Jesus. And so what happens in Psalm chapter 1 is that the psalmist is giving us a description of somebody who has decided to change his position. And because he has changed his position, he will now experience deep-seated spiritual growth. Check this out. He's saying, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of, of, of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by a riverbank who shoots down his roots, and, and in everything he does, he prospers. And, and here's the thing. We want verse 3 where it says he prospers in all that he does, but the fact is that before you prosper in everything you do, you have to be planted. You can't grow without being planted. 
we want to we wanna kind of be, here's the thing. This plant is super sensitive. It's, it's planted in, in this soil right here. But just by, like, it, it's set. The, the roots are all, all up in that thing that if I were to try to rip the, the plant from the soil, I would do more damage. And, and here's the thing. A lot of us think that, well, I got I to gotta just keep, I got to keep moving until I find a, 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 a right place. Here's the thing. It's not about geographical location. It's about a heart thing. Are, are you planted? Are you planted in the house of God? People that are planted in the house of God will grow. Why aren't we saying amen? Y'all were laughing up a storm at five guys. People that are planted in the house of God will grow. Are you Planted. There's, there's something beautiful about somebody who knows who they are, and that person doesn't change or compromise for nothing because they're planted. They're not wishy-washy. They're not one. Ever met that person who's constantly changing their style? One day they're a hipster, another day they're a rocker, another day they're a goth, another day they're this, another day they're that. It's just like, who are you and who are we dealing with? There's some Christians that are like that. One day you're spiritual, one day you look like you need salvation. One day you're arms high, heart abandoned. Another day you look like you're like mad at the world. It's like, do you know who you are? If you have problems with everybody, the issue is not everybody. This is a hard word, but y'all take it, take it easy. The problem is you. This, this message doesn't, doesn't attract new, new members. This, this message just makes better Christians. I'm not here to tickle your ear. You're the best. You're so cute. No. I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants you to live better. Jesus wants you to grow. Planted in who you are in Christ. That, that people can say what they want to say about here. here can, can, I, can I be, I don't want to be Pastor Shane for a minute. I want to be Shane. Pastor Shane says, don't worry about what everybody says about you. Shane says, I worry a lot about what people think about me. Pastor Shane says, you are who you are in Christ. Shout amen. Amen. Shane feels insecure about the opinions of people. When we are planted and rooted in Christ, and I'm reverting back to Pastor Shane because I'm speaking this over my own life. When you are rooted in your identity in Jesus, planted in who you are in Christ, you're, you're, you're not trying to figure it out. You've figured out that you don't have anything figured out. That, apart from Christ, you're nothing. When, when you're rooted in that, people can say whatever they want to say you're still going to be the same person at the end of the day. And here's what, look, 
If you need constant encouragement, you need to start practicing the art of encouraging yourself. Nobody encouraged me today. You know what I you know what I'm relying on now more than ever? It's not people to encourage me. Even though I have a very encouraging wife, thank God. Thank God. I wouldn't be even standing here if it weren't for my parents and her. But apart from them, you know what I'm trying to do more than ever is talk myself up. Talk myself up. I'm not saying in like a you're the best kind of way. I'm talking about a know who you, know your worth, baby. Like know who you are in Christ kind of way. Because when you are reminded of what the Bible says that you are, the world can go to hell and you're still going to be the same because you know who you are in Christ. Shout amen. You need to know who you are, whose you are. And anything can go by the wayside and you're still going to be there like that palm tree on the beaches of Florida, bending under the wind, but still planted. You may feel the resistance, but you're still in there. Have you ever seen those palm trees, like, basically laying on the ground, but still planted? That's the kind of Christian I want to be. You can throw me under anything. I'm still going to know who I am in Christ. Be planted. Number two, be positioned. Some of you have positioned yourself in a foolish place and are now dealing with the consequences of foolish placement. You got to change your position. Change your position. Sometimes that's the people that you're hanging out with. You, you got you to just kind of change your circle. You change your life. This is a word. Change, your, change the people that you dine with. And you'll change your life. And I'm not saying Christians got to sit down at tables and we crack open the book of Ezekiel when the food comes out. Because I don't believe in over-spiritualization either. I believe that Christians can sit around a table, have a good time, and maybe not even crack open the Bible. And it's okay. But you know what? You grow because you're around healthy people. Trashy friends, trashy life. Sorry. Not sorry. Trashy conversations, trashy heart. Tough word, man. That storm brewed something. Trashy things, trashy everything. And here's, my, here's the part that blows my mind. I, time do I have? I feel like I could go all afternoon. Here's the thing. What blows my mind about Christians, don't take this personally, is that we will make a series of foolish choices and then cry about the consequences. We drove into Five Guys knowing what we were going to do. We walked in knowing what we were going to order. We ordered it knowing what we were going to say. We paid for it knowing how much it would cost. We drank it, knowing how much it would cost. And we grew, knowing what it would do to us. And then we cry that we don't look good. Translate that whole analogy to your spiritual life, it applies the same way. We drove to that place, hung out with those people, 
put in our bodies those items and those things that have no business in the temple of the Holy Spirit. We've done this, this, that, and that other. And then we show up at church and feel convicted. As if we wouldn't. Did you think that a bunch of foolish decisions would lead to a blessed Sunday morning where you felt like, wow, I've really been in the presence of God all week? Is this too harsh? Did, did we really think that us doing all of this would not, for every choice, there's always a consequence, whether for good or for bad. And this morning, I, I want you to consider what position you may need to change in your life in order to be healthy again. Because I don't think dead things have to stay dead. I believe in Christ, dead things come back to life. It's like this little old plant sitting in my house, all withered, just needing a change of position, and it came right back. Look at this thing all perky. That's what exactly what happens to a believer when they've bad, been badly positioned, poorly positioned. You don't need to be like, oh, I got to start from zero. I don't think you got to start from zero. This plant didn't need to be thrown away and we start with a seed again. You just have to change the position. You already have everything it takes. You already know who you are in Christ. You already have all the resources that you need. You're in a Bible-believing, Jesus-preaching church with a fantastic worship team, the best pastor you could ever ask for. All you got to do is change your position, and you'll start growing again. Oh, no, I got to throw away the plant. I got to start from scratch. Are you kidding me? Start from scratch. What? God died for way more than for you to start from zero. This ain't Monopoly. Go back to start. You, you fall, you rise up right where you're at. You sin, you ask for forgiveness right there and then, and you're restored on the, on the spot. Man, God didn't die. If that were, that's a game if we have to start over every time we fail. Come on. God ain't me. Ain't God. God ain't, I'm not God, and God's not me. Because if I were God, I'd be like, you start over. You didn't thank me enough. You start, thank God I'm not God. You're over here judging me for my God opinions, but you'd be the same way. Just pick up where you left off. Change your position. Change the environment you're, that you're in. And I'm saying it's going to change your life. But thirdly, planting, positioned, producing. Because when something is planted and positioned, it will always produce good fruit. So check this out. We have bad luck with plants at our house. This thing was dying, came back to life. We have another real plant that I've forgotten about, but it's there. So what we did is we bought a fake plant recently. Looks real, like that one there, but it's fake. Because when we don't want to plant it, or have to position it, or have to produce anything, we'll settle for a fake imitation. Is this a word, or is this a word? So, no, being planted is too much commitment. Being positioned requires me to lose some friendships. Producing fruit requires me to serve. So I might as well just be fake and look the part, but not really have any life in me. I look good in church, but I'm actually dead on the inside. 
From a distance, no one can tell. But when you get up close, it's like the cursed fig tree. It looks right, but there's no fruit. Jesus cursed the fig tree that didn't produce fruit. And I'm not here to scare anybody off. I'm just here to say that Jesus wants you to be healthy. That Jesus wants to use your life for the glory of his name and the expansion of his kingdom. That you weren't created to be a fake imitation of the real thing. You were created to live and grow, be planted and positioned and producing. That from your life, dozens if not hundreds will come to know the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That his kingdom will be better off because you're a part of it. I believe this morning that healthy things grow, growing things change. Health is a choice and growth is a consequence. And so I pray for our church that we would be a healthy church. Not a church that looks good from a distance, but when you get close, there's no fruit. But a church that's planted firmly in who we are in Christ. A church that is positioned to do the will of God. And a church that will produce fruits for the kingdom of God. I pray that for your life, that you would be planted in your identity in Christ, positioned to be used by God, and producing for the glory of God. Three questions for you as we, as we close off. And the three questions are based upon the three points. Are you planted? Meaning, do you know who you are in Jesus? Or is that for, up for constant debate? Uh, do, do you know you're a daughter, but you feel like a slave? That means that you still need to know who you are in Christ. Do you know you're a son, but you still feel like a slave? That, that's, the, that's the symptom of somebody who really hasn't found their identity in Jesus. Are you planted? Are you planted in the house of God, or is this just an option for you? Number two, are you positioned? Meaning, have you put yourself in the right place to be exposed to the word of God? to be exposed to the presence of God so that you would begin to grow, just like this little plant. Maybe you've been wilting, dying. You feel like life is being sucked out from you. This morning, are you positioned? And thirdly, are you producing? What kind of fruit is coming out of your life? And, and I'm not talking about the money you make. I'm not talking about the job you have. I'm talking about the fruits of the Spirit. Is, is there love on your life? Is there self-control on you? Is there patience on you? Because the scriptures go through this list of nine things that are the fruits of the Spirit in somebody's life. And, I, and I'm asking God, I'm going to be an anomaly tree. Because you know what? Apple trees only produce apples, right? Pear trees only produce pears, so on and so forth. So you would think, like, love trees only produce love. But I want to be that kind of tree that has, like, every kind of fruit on it. Like, my favorites. Mangoes. Any mango lovers in the house? All the berries, all the oranges, clementines. I love clementines. Anybody love clementines? Those things are so easy to peel. That's of God right there. It's like whoop, peeled. I want clementines on my tree. I want all of it. You name it, I want it. Spiritually. I want when somebody comes to my tree, my Shane tree, one branch has love on it. Reach on the other branch, you got peace on it. Got a little bit of faithfulness, a whole lot of faithfulness. Whole lot of patience, working on that branch. But I want it all. Because I want to grow in who I am in Christ. I don't want to just grow as a pastor. I want to grow as a man of God. 
Because everything that comes out of that will be for the glory of God. Could you stand with me? I want to I pray for you.